Good morning. This is Word Made Flesh, the radio ministry of Neighbors of Hope. We'll share struggles and triumphs and how through the Word, everyone can experience the loving and healing reality of Christ's compassion. Now here's the Neighbors of Hope Executive Director, Pastor Stephen Palmer, with this week's Word. Well, good morning, gentlemen. Welcome to this week's edition of Word Made Flesh. How are we doing? Good. Uh, for this edition of Word Made Flesh, uh, Mark, you've requested a scripture that has been stirring your spirit, uh, and that's the, the familiar passage of uh, Jesus being the Good Shepherd from John's Gospel. So if you don't mind reading that from chapter 10, uh, beginning at verse 11. 11. Yes. I appreciate it. Thank you. I am the Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. For when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life, only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my father. Is that? Okay. All right. Very good. Very good. Well, you want to uh, kind of start things off with maybe what what struck you? Um... What I hear comes to me is um, as one of the sheep. It's kind of all about attentiveness. Um, like right now, um, I'm kind of like in the, in the closing week of my first semester at school here, and um, I was kind—I of, got very like stressed out, you know. And um, as I'm reading this passage this morning, it's like, it's like, yeah, I was looking toward myself. The, you know, my own shepherd, where I'm the higher hand, basically. I'm running away at the, at the, the faintest sign of trouble now. And it's, and you know, when you look at sheep, they're not exactly the brightest animals in nature. And that's, you know, that's, it's all about for me, it's looking for Jesus, not only outward, and above, but inside, and it's, it's listening everywhere, and not looking for you know like random acts of happenstance to to extrapolate some kind of hypothetical sign. You know, it's, it's just keeping that word inside you, and it's just knowing that you know that you know, and you just keep going. And that, that's. I think that's really how you can you can keep from going astray. Not that you won't ever go astray. Good, good. Good content. Good contemplation there. But yeah. anybody else? Anything jump out at you? Oh, I think too. Like adding on Mark saying the attentiveness, but also like when we're we're going to be challenges are going to come to us at times, you know, we're going to be challenged with different uh, circumstances in our life and events are going to come that are going to be 
Do you, do you run from it is the choice? Do you have a choice to run or do you work through it? Do you, do, you, do you just keep, and then you keep bringing people in to help you with that. Like you keep building a community when the challenges are a lot harder. You know, I think that's just, you know, I don't know, I think to me, like, that's what it's, you know, really talking about, too, is, you know, do we take the easy way out and we just run from all of our problems, or do we continue to work through them, and if need to be, we bring people in, we bring the community in to help us get through it when the times are tough. We call upon our, our brothers and our sisters when we're, we're struggling, you know, when we're, when we're in the thick of our problems or... Do we just continue to run and go down that dark, dark, dark hole? Yeah, try and fix everything ourselves, right? Yeah. It's, yeah how's that worked out? Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Good, good. Anybody else? Uh, well, uh, there is like one thing I did notice though is like the difference between the good shepherd and the hired hand. Yeah. The hired hand cares nothing about like he's just doing it because he was hired to, but he cares nothing about the sheep and everything. Whereas the shepherd's going about his tasks like, this is my life, this is my passion, you know? And uh, it's also the way you want to look at how you're handling your life. Like, are you going to go about your life like you're the hired hand, where, like, you get some difficulty and you just run from it because you don't actually really care about what you're doing? Or are you the good shepherd where you where what you're doing has purpose, where what you're doing means something and it means something to you, where you're not going to run from trouble because this is that important to you. That's excellent. That's excellent. Thank you. You were going to say something there, Eric? Uh, I just, the, the, the parallel, the sacrifice parallel that he makes in this is pretty, and then the way that it kind of makes the sheep, wolves, flock, scatter, but then he makes a sacrifice parallel where like, hey, you know what, I'll, I'll, the higher hand will run, but I will lay down my life. The same as, and then he makes this, and then he kind of backs the parallel up with like, hey, this is the same way I do with you, the same way I do with God. That one kind of changes it for me because it takes this, it kind of doubles the meaning or it deepens the meaning for it of it where it's not, that the same thing you're doing is the same thing I'm doing. It's this, I don't know, it's this ownership thing or something. It kind of turns it, and then it, and then in our humanness, he uses this picture of the ownership of a flock of sheep. Or, if you read it deeper and you see, you know, you start to see these pastoral kind of metaphors or whatever, it's just, it's, it's interesting here. And then the one that really rings to me, is, especially as Christians in 2019, there is, so there will be one flock, one shepherd. Yeah. Wow, are we not doing that well right now? Yeah. You know, to listen to our true shepherd and, and, and be, we're ineffective as a flock if we're scattered. You know, so are we being scattered by the deceiver or are we listening to our shepherd? Sometimes we're like, are we the, are we the sheep that's chasing the hired hand, not going to the shepherd, not following the shepherd who's trying to gather you and trying to bring you together? Are we following that person that's, that's taking you together? Well, what I've noticed, like, with the discord that's, like, in America, it's, like, you see all these groups, like, Black Lives Matter, they're, like, they have one purpose, but then, like, you got these other groups that are against them for no reason, you know, and instead of, like, hearing them out and trying to come together to a common purpose, they just, like, want to counter with, like, all lives matter, and then, like, you'll see that in anything with, like, green energy, 
versus the oil companies or something like that, there's always seems to be the other side and they have self-serving interest as to the reason why they're being opposed because they got power, they got money, and they don't want to lose that because, you know, any good businessman worth of salt could easily turn an oil company into a multi-billion dollar renewable energy company. And, and I feel like there's, there are deceivers, there's a lot of deceivers out there right now that want us as a, just not even as a Christian community, but as a country, they want us to be separated. You know, I mean, you look at Muslim religion and Christianity religion, and they want to keep them separate, but they both believe in God. Like, it's just they have different ways of believing or ways of worshiping, but there is really no reason for there to be conflict. And, excuse me, even within Christianity itself, particularly Protestantism, we're talking like 13,000 denominations. Right? And then you have the, the, the separation between Protestantism and Catholicism and things like that. So there is excellent insight as far as we, we think about division uh, rather than unity, you know, uh, coming, coming back around. Um, maybe just kind of wrap things up. A couple things that John's doing here. This is one of seven I am statements. John's very intentional about creating these pictures of who Jesus is. All right? I am the bread. Right? I, I'm the way, the life, and the truth. I am the resurrection. I'm the good shepherd. Those type of statements, seven of them in John. And kind of what you were alluding to there, uh, Mark, uh, touching on, I mean, if we're going to have to go inwards, all those I am statements challenge all of us. Do we trust that he is who he says he is? Stop and think about it. Even you talked about, you know, sheep may not be the most intelligent of, uh, you know, of animals, right? But even whether it's the hired hand or the good shepherd, right? Sheep tend to follow what they trust. Is he going to feed me? Will he bring me out of inclement weather? Will he protect me? And sheep seem to have no problem kind of following the shepherd, right? And then you're talking about if we're taking our own, right? Our own matters into our own hands, you know, rather than asking for assistance. It's the same thing. Maybe that's when we behave that way, it's revelatory in the sense of how much do we really trust the shepherd? Do we truly trust that the shepherd is who he says he is? And then laying down, as you alluded to there, Eric, um, laying down one's life. John, I mean, when we read the synoptics and we've studied those, uh, and we just finished up for Lent, um, the Gospel of Mark, and three times the Gospel of Mark, Jesus gives his prediction, right? Uh, he foreshadows the fact they're going to they're gonna kill me. John does it a little differently. This is where he lays it in there, all right? I'll, I'll lay down my life. And if we even read further, then you see the, the opposition to what he's saying. Um, all of the I am statements in the Gospel of John always, if you read them close enough, they, they have issues of conflict. All right? there's, uh, there's resistance right, to what he has to say, the declaration. And this is what I mean for us. Do we trust he is who he says he is? Or are we resisting and going our own way? All right? are, we, are we creating internal turmoil and conflict? So sometimes if we catch ourselves going the own, uh, our own way or being like the hired hand or 
wrestling with, with internal conflict, maybe that's revealing to us we're not really trusting that he is who he says he is. Any closing thoughts before we sign off here? For yeah. Excellent insights, gentlemen. Uh, I thank you very much for sharing those with our listening audience. And so until we meet again, may God's grace, peace, love, and joy be with you all. Thank you for listening to Word Made Flesh. Neighbors of Hope brings people hope through a comprehensive suite of Christ-centered programs that include the Men's Ministry, Blessings and More Resale Store, our Third Day Farm Project, Fishes and Loaves Food Pantry, and of course our radio ministry, Word Made Flesh. We're also in the process of establishing a women's and children's transitional housing program. Find out how you can become a neighbor of hope at neighborsofhope.com. And please join us again next Sunday morning for Word Made Flesh.